0: The ideas, the leaders, the lives that are shaping Denmark and the world. From Blocks Hub in Copenhagen, Denmark, this is Global Denmark.
1: In order to have an impact and be successful, startups need to integrate deeply into the ecosystems around their businesses. The Urban Tech program in Denmark helps them do just that. Urban Tech is an accelerator program for the world's most promising and innovative technology startups that share a focus on making cities better and more sustainable for the humans who live in them. Hosted in Copenhagen, three Danish corporates, Covi, VKR Holding Velux, and Evi, are behind Urban Tech. With support from the philanthropic organizations Real Dania, and the Danish Industry Foundation. Today, we're going to talk with some of the people involved with Urban Tech, as part of our Espresso format, where you get short shots of strong inspiration. This is the second of three episodes in which we talk about the future of cities. But first, let's set the context and hear what the Urban Tech program is all about, from Hannah Bogner and program manager, Talene Jörganyen.
2: Are here because we want to accelerate the development of sustainable cities and many people possibly ask how is it possible to actually make s- cities more sustainable with technology and that's exactly the problem the challenge we try to solve is through technologies so taking technology and innovation as a lever for sustainability So we want to accelerate the development of sustainable cities. That's our motto and that's why we're running that program. We are matching startups with big corporate companies and make them work together on a project that would benefit the society and make societies more sustainable. I would love to see maybe in 10 years, one of the partner and one of the startup meet together and just see, oh. I know that started because they were part of Urban Tech.
3: I have a daughter who's three years old, and to think 30 years from now, what kind of cities is she going to be inhabiting? It's wonderful to know that there's these innovative programs out there that are actively working to not only create solutions that are just about driving profit, but actually looking at the human
1: impact and the social impact. Michael Ambjorn is managing director of Urban Tech and says the idea with the program is to keep it super practical and concrete. Kind of like a railway that runs one train line a year.
0: What we do is we bring everybody into to a set of shared carriages, called pilots. And a pilot is, is a, a relatively basic or simple idea, but it's very powerful in its implementation. So if you imagine that you have a startup which might have an innovative technology, and then we take the scale and experience of large, well-established corporations. And when you combine those two together, you're actually able to try something out fairly fast, but with the potential to scale it around the world. And to be clear, some of these are quite radical ideas that might take another five or even ten years to happen. But if and when they do happen, they are going to basically have a substantive and substantial impact on the sustainability of cities. By having um, a third party come in, uh, basically the Urban Programme, and help support and facilitate their engagement, it enables a more manageable process where they don't immediately get stuck, for example, with procurement. It's an anchoring, right, to, to basically make sure that everything stays on track and moving in a direction that ultimately uh, can benefit both the large organization and the small organization.
1: Ambjorn says programs like Urban Tech are necessary to breathe new life into a relatively conservative and static industry.
0: So there's a need both for a strategic use of sensors to inform, for example, quite frankly, one of the most inefficient industries in the world. It's well acknowledged that actually the construction industry has, has not managed to to become that much more efficient over the years. What we're seeing both from the startups last year and also this year is both a, a sharper strategic focus on use of sensors in the right place at the right time, and then also the data flows. So yep. we have a set of, of exciting startups this year who are able to then work with that data in, and basically add new strategic insights that can help an organization like EV or indeed Kovi or indeed Vlooks do things at a level and at a scale and with an impact that they might not have been able to do previously traditionally a lot of corporations would go around creating innovation basically fling a lot of a phds on something and yeah. and hope for the best <laughs> and a more 21st century approach is to be a little bit more outward looking be a bit more uh, ready to exchange a bit more ready to basically look at the horizon and think beyond what your immediate capabilities and capacities might be but that's it not forgetting those strengths and not forgetting the experience that you already have embedded in your organization. So it's it's to an extent a question of knowledge exchange and sharing and so on. But really, let's also be very specific about it. Uniquely in the Urban Tech program, we have the chief executives of these organizations involved, right? So that puts a certain sharpness and business focus on everything that we do. And that means that we go into these pilots with, with quite high expectations, both of being able to find something new, being able to find something that can both of course work, but also ultimately, as we say, it's potentially scale. And also, as we would expect with any innovation, expect that some of them will, will fail, but that in the process of failing, it will be a managed
1: learning process. So actually something
0: else can be built on, on top of it.
1: And now let's get on to the future of cities. First off, with Frederick Tauber, Chief Operating Officer of Blocks Hub in Copenhagen.
3: If we think about the future of cities. And how to develop sustainable cities what would that include in 2050 what are we working towards here so the overall goal at least for blocks up and how we view it is Livability. Everything kind
0: of boils down to that. For us, at least the bigger mission is always to raise the livability. And with all the whole kind of political system following along, it's not going to work. So we are moving towards cities that are much more inclusive in every aspect. Our main perspective on this is not to reinvent the wheel. Our approach is adapt and replicate because there's so much stuff out there that are not being used or could be combined in a different
1: way and actually solve some much bigger challenges. Than and one single product can solve on their own. Monica Moskia from the Danish Design Centre is also active in Urban Tech and has these thoughts about livability.
2: The overall purpose of urban tech, creating livability and sustainable cities, that's also very much in line with our mission and vision at the Danish Design Centre to push forward three transformations, the social transformation, the sustainable and green transformation, and then the digital transformation. And as I see it, the OpenTech program actually fits all three of these transformations, both to create better cities for people, to create digital cities where we, we use the digital enableness to actually push forward the agenda again of having better cities in general. And then, of course, the sustainability perspective, where we create more sustainable and integrated and holistic cities. So the design is all about going from problem to an opportunity while creating value for people at the same time.
3: Do you have any inspiring literature or influencers that you could recommend for our audience in terms of working with these themes that we're discussing?
2: I would definitely um, recommend for what I'm reading right now is Kate Raworth's Donut Economics. I think it's very interesting to find out how she talks about the economics, how it has developed, and how we actually had been led by this clear focus on only growth instead of having, for example, well-being or livability in focus when we talk about, for example, City development, of course, there's uh, many good examples in Copenhagen and around the world where we also focus on livability. But I think the whole starting point of the conversation is still how can we grow? How can we create more growth? And more is also always the best. So this acceleration and growth perspective, without having in mind what is the resources spent, mm-hmm. what is the the cost of the growth, and who are we actually creating growth for? Sustainable for whom? Growth for whom? And why? I don't say that either that growth is is bad at all, or at least I don't want to be the one that's saying if it's good or bad. I just want to raise a question inspired by Kate Raworth. Could we design and could we develop cities and governance policies in other ways than having the growth perspective as the the core one?
1: Rika Peterson, head of the Green Transition Team at Copenhagen Capacity, added these thoughts about the future of cities.
4: I'm a part of Copenhagen Capacity, and to be more specific, I'm working in the investment promotion agency or uh, in the investment promotion departments as uh, an investment manager overlooking, in particular, the build environment. And yeah, we, we try to attract companies and solutions and knowledge to the region that can support the transition to a more green building construction industries.
3: What are we looking at in terms of the future of cities and the build environment?
4: Greener cities, more intelligent cities, and cities with new mobility solutions are other ways of, of doing it, as we see right now. The municipality or, or Copenhagen is, is always willing to give the city to, to companies that want to test. There's always an option to test in Copenhagen. So if you if we have foreign companies um, that are looking at to establish here, they also are an option to, to partner up with the municipality in order to test and demonstrate
3: do you think Copenhagen has a real opportunity here to be a best practice for the rest of the world in terms of creating that yep. greener, more humanistic city?
4: Yes, I do. I do. And what we really want to achieve is that when you think circularity within the built environment, you also think Copenhagen. This is also where we are frontrunners.
1: We'll follow up talking about the Danish approach to cities of the future with Millie Mönksko from the Danish Cleantech Hub.
5: My name is Mille, and I'm a project manager and advisor at the Danish Cleantech Hub in New York, where I oversee large international projects and advise Danish companies on strategy and business development on the North American market. We are based at the Urban Future Lab, which is actually the largest accelerator in New York State. There is so much to learn in the collaboration that the Urban Tech Accelerator is doing in involving these corporate partners to a larger degree, because that's actually something that's new and it's quite unique and it's very danish at some point because you will experience in new york and in the u.s there is some sort of lack in trust i believe that many organizations public institutions etc is still trying to see uh, how they can actually benefit from sort of entering these partnerships. That's just a very inspirational case with the Urban Tech. When we did all of the meetings, we really got a sense that this is something that the Americans really want to learn more about.
3: Do you have any observations or learnings or kind of surprises to date with regards to the program now that you've seen it a little bit in action?
5: One of the things that has surprised me the most, <laughs> probably also in general, is actually the sincere American interest and openness towards the Urban Tech program, but also towards Danish companies. I mean, some point, I really get a feeling that we have the edge. We are really mm-hmm. considered <laughs> being a incredibly green but also innovative nation and that narrative is really settling down in many american organizations and that is very surprising for me because i mean denmark is so small but apparently the impact of many danish organizations are just really big
1: Matilda Busco is an independent consultant who helps companies with sustainable development projects, often in developing countries. We got her take on the future of cities too.
4: Future City is hopefully a lot more sustainable and environmental friendly than we see now. Hopefully we've replaced a lot of use of fossil fuels by then, but also related not only to the use of energy, but also a sustainable cities in terms of the way we work, our healthcare services and our education services. I'm hoping that the future cities will be even stronger on equality and welfare. And the sustainable development goals, uh, we have uh, only 10 years more. So we have until 2030. Right. We're on the clock. We're, yep. we're not really there yet. Yeah, when those goals end, I hope we'll see some even more, even more ambitious yeah. goals to reach the 2050 goals.
1: Let's follow talking about sustainable development goals with Urban Tech Research Consultant, Friar Williams.
4: Is this something you're
3: seeing globally or is this a Nordic phenomena where they're really attacking the SDGs?
4: I think Nordics have a specific focus on it for sure, but then there's other isolated cases. I mean, one of my old colleagues, he went to Japan about six months ago and he said the SDGs were everywhere there. So I think it's, you know, select countries have chosen to tap into that agenda. But as a whole, I think the Nordics are pretty committed on that front.
3: Do you think that there's potential for Copenhagen to take the lead here in terms of being a model for for the rest of the world, for a future city?
4: I think Copenhagen is already extremely on the map. What I think that they can do next is really leverage the good work that's already here and maintain the integrity, I think, that it has as a city. I would love to see just more activity and more kind of investment in industry here and more Copenhagen and Denmark being recognized on a kind of business and industry level, rather than kind of first and foremost, the kind of livability level.
1: We asked consultant Jens-Paul Mersen if it would make sense to use Copenhagen as a best practice model for the rest of the world when it comes to sustainability and urban development.
0: Not in everything, because we can also learn from other countries. I think it's very important that we look at best practice from other European cities, as well as other European cities are looking at where Denmark is a big best practice. And I think that's a key thing in the whole Europe or in the whole world in terms of smart cities, in terms of about sustainability.
1: We'll round off this episode by going back to Urban Tech Managing Director Michael Ambjorn, who will give us a look ahead.
3: Where do you see Urban tech moving, what are you hoping for to achieve here in the long term? What we're
0: looking for with urban tech across the partnership group is to generate real, practical, tangible pilot examples that can both inspire real products and services in these uh, organizations, whether they are the startups or the corporates or indeed jointly. What we're also looking for is to build the ecosystem, ultimately to share the learning. And with that, a maybe slightly unusual point would would say that in some ways, one route for Urban Tech to go is to actually for it to become embedded in the daily work of these organizations. That said, I do believe we have this much more to get from a program like this. So in the third year, that would be the right time to be able to strategically say, okay, how can we make this something that reaches to another level? Does it grow Mm. out? And Mm. and maybe is there a satellite effort in a nearby Nordic country, for example? Uh, It could be Norway. It could be Finland, for example, with our friends in Helsinki as one or two examples. It could be a, a center for urban tech it could be hosted here at Hub. it could be many many different things the short answer is I think it's too soon to tell but in the meantime we'll be working hard on delivering and then it'll be a shared journey on this train together with the partners I'm sure as as we approach the end of year
1: three it'll become crystal clear to us what we want to do next that was it for part two of our three-part espresso series on urban tech our espresso podcasts examine innovative ideas like urban tech from multiple perspectives Think of them as short, strong shots of inspiration. If you want to know more about the Urban Tech Program, check out their website at urbantechprogram.io. This is the Global Denmark Podcast, where our focus is on lessons to and from Denmark for a better world. I'm Brian Woodward, and from me and my co-host, Thomas Mulhern, and our production coordinator, Anna Larsina, thanks for listening.
3: Are you getting the most out of your time in Denmark? Pick up the printed copy of the English-language newspaper Copenhagen Post today to access relevant news and event information guaranteed to enhance your working and family life.